Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the show, the best show in the world. This is the RR Show. I'm Andy, and today I'm going to be taking you into the wonderful world of Today I Fucked Up. But before we jump in, I'd like to ask a quick favor. Just take two seconds and one swipe of the thumb to leave this show a review. Tis but a moment, and it is enormously helpful to me, so thank you very much. But here we go with our first story from Hurricane Ericsson. Today I fucked up by being cheap, and it ultimately cost me $10,000. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Last month, my wife and I moved from NC to Maine for work. Turns out moving is really freaking expensive. So we tried to do it as cheaply as possible. Big mistake. We hired a local college hunks hauling junk franchise to load our possessions onto a U-Pack trailer in NC and have encountered one disaster after another. The college hunks crew were supposedly professional movers, but they struggled with even moderately heavy pieces of furniture. Pieces that my 60-year-old dad and I moved a few years ago, causing multiple large scratches and gouges in our walls. We provided them with a 12-pack of moving blankets and four ratchet straps and were assured that these would be used to protect and secure our possessions. But none of the moving blankets were used and only one strap was used, and that was done in such a way that it was completely ineffective. Many of our high-quality pieces of furniture were loaded on their side or even upside down, with finished wood faces in direct and unprotected contact with the rough floor of the trailer, resulting in tons of deep and irreparable scratches and gouges. A chair was loaded with its legs on the armrest of a leather sofa, puncturing the leather. A coffee table was even wedged and torqued in such a way its leg broke off. These are just a few examples. Most of our furniture is destroyed or damaged to the point of being unsalvageable. I don't even think Habitat Restore would accept this junk. The boxes were also loaded unsystematically, with light boxes and plastic bins on the bottom and the heaviest boxes on top. It doesn't take a structural engineer to know this makes no sense. Well, the stacks of boxes collapsed and toppled, crushing any and many of our items. Many of our boxes and bins looked like they'd been in a trash compactor. The ratchet strap mentioned above had been used to try and prevent the toppling of the boxes, though it did not actually contact any of the boxes and was therefore completely useless. But it doesn't end there. Water had leaked into the front of the truck, completely saturating 10 boxes. By the time the trailer arrived 10 days after it was loaded, the contents of these boxes were covered in mold and mildew. A few items were salvaged, but pillows, quilts, lampshades, shoes, art, and books, among other things, were all completely ruined. 
After assessing the water damage, which we felt UPAC was solely responsible for, we filed a claim for about £1,500 in damages. I spoke with an incredibly rude and condescending UPAC operations manager who said that their liability coverage was based on weight, not value, of damaged items and that their policy only covers one cent per pound of damaged item. I claimed that this damage was directly caused by UPAC's negligence and asked if there was anyone else I could speak with, but was told that this policy was not up for discussion and I should just deal with it. Seriously. Moving on to the damage that college hunks caused by their haphazard loading of the trailer, I attempted six phone calls, leaving two voicemails with the local franchise as well as two phone calls with messages with the national chain. Never having my call returned, I finally reached the local office on day three. Eight days after voicing my complaint and submitting a letter detailing the damage with supporting photographic evidence, I received a phone call from the owner of the franchise. He had discussed this job with his crew and presented his understanding of the situation, some of which was accurate, but also included several erroneous details that either attempted to twist my story or just deliberately obscure the shoddy work that his crew had performed. He felt confident that his crew had provided the quality of work that he expects, choosing to ignore my side of the story and the accompanying photographic evidence. Further, because of the signing of the required liability waiver, he states that we have no recourse. I have moved 11 times in my life and two times have been farther than this move. I understand that some items will be damaged or even broken in transit, but I have never seen anything approaching this level of destruction caused by college hunks and UPAC. Even the movers we hired to unload the trailer were aghast at the shoddy work done by these jokers and said, this gives all movers a bad name. We're still not even close to being done unpacking and have conservatively estimated $10,000 in damages. And that value reflects the purchase price, not even the replacement price. And we will likely only see a small fraction of that. But honestly, it's not even about money. I just want someone to take accountability for their shoddy work. Our next story is from Ancient Educator. You can't talk to a paying customer like that. Fine, consider yourself comped and get the fuck out of here. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. We do, we do, we do, Does anyone here know the lyrics? Prove it! Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. Running the drive-through for a fast food has its ups and downs. The ups are when we manage to find the humor in the stupidity or weirdness or quirkiness of others, and the downs are when we're treated like absolute garbage. I'll start off by saying a quote that my manager said that Dave Thompson, founder of Wimpy, said, Once a customer insults an employee of mine, they are no longer a customer. If this was an actual quote, I could truly say this is the malicious compliance, but it lies truly in the fact the customer I'm about to write about didn't pay for her food, I wouldn't let her. 
So Mumbles McGee comes in hot on the drive-thru, spluttering her seriously unintelligible garbage to the tune of I need a burger with pickles and ons and mustard, no ketchup and mustard, no mayo and chocolate shack. This is exactly how it sounded, except for shack really sounded like chunk the way that she pronounced it. I tried to explain to her as she rattled this off that first, I need her to slow down, and second, I need to know what burger we have a two ounce and a four ounce burger. Third, it works better if the customer either says what they do want or what they don't as a very distant second, but still doable. I once had a customer list 10 things they didn't want. It was probably Julia Stiles, our 10 toppings I hate about you, Rip Heath Ledger. However, listing things that you want combined with things you don't tends to unnecessarily repeating the unimportant information and is just confusing as fuck. I decided to ask her, okay, do you want a Dave single or a junior hamburger? And what topping do you want? Mumbles continues, I'm gonna burger with and I can't even write down what it is she said. And it chocolate shirt. I managed to get the toppings she wanted by some miracle. Then I asked about the shuck. To be clear, it sounded like chocolate chunk, which is a cookie we have. We also have a frosty, which is a shake, I guess. All this time, my shift supervisor is hovering around and my fellow employees are getting antsy knowing shit's about to go down. Then it does. Are you being stupid? Oh my god! I'm gonna show her again. I swear, she somehow got less intelligible with each passing second. I almost called an ambulance, but I was too angry about being called stupid. I said, ma'am, look, I'm doing what I can with what you're giving me here. Please, pull forward. I think it's hilarious how people who call others stupid are literally the stupidest and stupidest looking people I've ever seen. And she did not disappoint. Ratty hair, rosacea, late 50s, dumb look on her face that's trying to look angry, but I ain't buying it. Looks too forced. Frank Gallagher wouldn't give her the time of day. By this time, I've decided I'm gonna tell her off, and as she pulls up, she starts spitting at me while saying, Is there a manager? I interrupted her by quoting my other manager as I remembered who said, Ma'am, you can't go insulting our employees because we don't understand you. You need to shut up. My shift supervisor chimes in. Okay, you can't talk to paying customers like that. Ahem. Enter malicious compliance. I since shut the window on her, as she still continued to yell to the open air while my shift supervisor knows I'm pissed and decides to back down as I tell him how little I care about a shit-paying job, and I'll have two more of these by the time I get back home, and that management needs to take care of us. We just got done with an ordeal where a customer called one of our employees retarded and the management paid lip service to us, but still apologized to the customer. Fucking two-faced twat burgers. I was so pissed that I was willing to pay for her shit so that I could tell her off. That's what I did. I handed out her food, wouldn't let Samantha collect on it, and told her, here we don't want your greasy ass money, get the fuck out of here and don't come back without an apology letter. Update. The shift supervisor knew exactly what this woman was ordering because she's done this bullshit before to other employees, evidently. I can't believe they let her keep coming back. I'm taking a stand on this one, and I never paid for her food, I just let the shit supervisor figure it out. 
She never paid, but I'll be damned if I'm actually going to pay for her. And by the way, chocolate derp means chocolate frosty. Who knew? Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, you may have noticed the episodes are coming out a little bit more frequently. I'm hoping to keep that up, but who knows what will happen in the future. I am anything but reliable, eh? Anyway, if you want some more, please, 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 please go and check out our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and The RR Show. The content we make over there is fabulous. Honestly, you're missing out. Go and check it out. But until next time, guys, peace out. Do you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookyScienceSisters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you and stay spooky. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there.